What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Franchise Unpacked. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm the other one of your hosts, Zach. Yeah. How's it going, Zach? Good, man. How you doing? Good. It's Friday. It We're is here. Friday. It's after work. Friday. Uh, we normally don't record on Friday. We don't. This is odd. Like, we're, trying to, we're trying to double them up and triple them up. So in case uh, Zach, Zach's moving, if you're not aware yeah. from the last episode we discussed. Uh, so there's gonna be a, There's going to be a period of time where my microphones and computer are not set up. And even when they are set up, it's going to be dingy in the basement for a bit. So it's just going to, you know, we're just trying to to bang a few out here. Oh, yeah. Get them in the can. As is, the, it were. is daylight savings time coming up? It's Sunday. Yeah. Oh snap! So they, yeah, now wow. you know what day. We're yeah, recording. I just dated this episode. Uh, you did. Um, we've been doxxed. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday, so it's a bad one. If someone's able to dox us somehow from knowing that date. we recorded this yeah. on Friday, <laughs> they can they, go into the past and they can kill dox us now. Us. They, yeah. they can get my info. If they time travel, they, we deserve it. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's the bad one. We lose. We spring forward. So yeah, we lose the not hour. a fan. Not um, a big fan. So you guys, okay, a couple things today. First of all, we're diving into Wind Waker. Uh, this is our Zelda month. It was pointed out to me, and I should have clarified this before. Uh, Peanut Butter Gamer on YouTube has sort of declared November as Zelda month. That's what? when he, that's when he does all of his Zelda uploads, and it's kind of like a community thing. So we fully acknowledge that November is the official Zelda month. We are just saying that, that we're, <laughs> we're just saying this, this is this is our Zelda month. This How is does the he month. get to choose what right month exactly. It is. Yeah. I mean, he Wait makes he makes great stuff, but uh, I think March is Women's History Month, so that's another good thing we've got yeah, that going go. on Perfect. and Zelda and yeah. Yeah. So, Zelda's yeah, a lady, so, a very so, important lady <laughs> in history. There we go. That's why it's Zelda a month. Very we did we, that was totally premeditated. It was. Um, so yeah, yes. we uh, we are aware of that, uh, and we uh, all due respect to PBG, but uh, this is just when we wanted to cover Zelda because we we like Zelda. So we're today, like I said, we're talking about Wind Waker, which was a huge, 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 huge deviation for this franchise. But the the one thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into that is you guys flipping rock. This is nuts. I've yeah. never truly never experienced anything like this with our Instagram account. We in the last what <coughs> four or five days, yeah, we've had two posts. Can we call it go viral? Go yeah, viral yeah. from by it, my it, standards. It went to the explore page, so I think that's Instagram's equivalent. It, they're to both viral. over. Yeah. They're both closing in on about fifteen hundred likes. One's yeah. around twelve to thirteen. The other one's. I think, I think it just passed it. Yeah, he'll hit, yeah, just as we speak, just pass it, which is just bonkers. I don't yeah. got, and we're getting, and what we got sixty new followers today. So something. Yeah. Must be working. Yeah, and we're you know we're, we're we're posting some stuff that we just really like. Yeah, um, like we've kind of format like changed. If you haven't noticed, yeah, we're, doing, just, we're now devoting a, a full month pretty much to a franchise, now. right? And I think that we discussed it, and not that oh my gosh, I don't think we could ever run out of franchises even no. if we tried. But like <laughs> at the same time, it was we had just done we've done over fifty plus episodes, all a couple double ups, but right. pretty much all a different franchise and. You know, I think it'd be really nice to be able to hone in. People seem to yeah. appreciate when we really do deep dives. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and I did also want to give a shout out to the Instagram account Nintendo Dot Addiction. Yeah, check him um, out. Yeah, they he, he posts awesome stuff on there. Yeah, um, he gave us a really nice shout out, uh, which was really cool. That helped us out a lot. So we appreciate it, my friend. And uh, yeah, so let's dive in. Yeah, I think let's just jump into this because. This is a, this is just a, a very important game yes. in the franchise and just kind of odd all around. But yeah, like yeah. what was your? We always start with kind of like our little background of it. What yeah. do you remember about Wind Waker? Like, so first originally on GameCube, I think it was two thousand two. I believe if so. I'm yep. mistaken. Um, so I would have been twelve. Okay, and that was honestly that was right when I was really diving into video games. I mean, I was 
I would, especially GameCube. I mean, I bought so many GameCube games. Yep. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I went out to go grab my copy of Wind Waker for GameCube and uh, and bring it in here, but all my games are packed up. They're so, all packed up. Yeah, which is, a, which is a little sad. So I did end up grabbing my Hyrule Historia, oh, yeah. so I'll be referencing that. But uh, all I remember is I was so fascinated by that art style, that cel-shaded. It was almost like there was a comic book popping off of the screen. I don't know. It was so I cool had, to me. Yeah. I had never really seen too much of that yet in stylization. I don't yeah. know if there was a game called beautiful Joe that came out for GameCube. I was just about to mention that. Yeah. Very yeah. cell shaded. I don't know if that was a little before or after, but like it was at all uh, oh, that's shell cell shading. But I remember being very nervous and tentative about wind waker when I first saw it before I bought it. Most people were, I was so in love with Ocarina of time. Like we discussed last week yeah. uh, and Majora's mask that, I was hoping that every single game from here on out would be that realistic stylization and it would just keep getting better and better and better. I didn't know they were going to do a full. I was concerned that it was never going to maybe return to that, that it was always going to then be cartoony. And I didn't know how much I was going to like that. Well, and that's think about it. That's two years after Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was only two. That's a huge. They had to be working on it when Majora's Mask was being worked on. I don't have info on that, so I can't really like, say, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like nowadays they'd have to be, I feel like, yeah. with like even like with movies and stuff, you hear about a movie that is say a, there's a movie coming out this spring that was being worked on about two years ago. Right. I'm going to be honest, like huge odds are if it's yeah. a big enough movie, probably two years ago. So yeah. in, with video games, it's such a crazy thing too, especially like when Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time were for Nintendo 64. This was the debut game on GameCube. A Zelda a debut Zelda game. Right. GameCube. Right. And and so, they did have so they released I don't know if this was before or after, but they did release um sort of like a double pack of it was like an Ocarina of Time port to GameCube. Yes. And then they also released one that had the original Zelda, uh Ocarina of Time and like Majora's Mask. It was like well, a that's weird, awesome. it was like a demo disc almost that one of my friends. Dave got. Simons had the GameCube dual the was it the master collection or something? It was yeah, like but, the two. But there was one that games. was like supposed to be, I think, for retail only that a couple people got their hands on. I have a copy, I think, uh, somewhere. Allegedly. But <laughs> allegedly, I'd have to check for that. But um, the it, it's interesting, though, because Wind Waker got a big backlash in the United States and in North America. Oh. But in Japan, they loved that oh, cartoon style. Yeah. Um, but the sales numbers reflect differently the sales numbers were way better in america in the america oh, i'm sure than in japan which i thought was really interesting that there was a backlash but it sold better and the reason for the backlash if you guys aren't aware of this when the gamecube's hardware was coming out they had a tech demo yeah. for what zelda could look like on the gamecube and i mean looking back now it looks archaic oh it I looks mean, bad it looks but bad if you've seen those unreal updates they do now like it's basically Think about the new Spyro game. Right. It's basically that. If you think about like from Nintendo 64 graphics upgraded to that. Yes. Almost. So and they when the GameCube came out, they did this or I think even before the GameCube came out, they had this tech demo that showed this new Zelda look and it was Link fighting Ganon and it was an adult Link and it was gritty. It, it, it almost it was wild. Like, yeah, it almost looked like what Twilight Princess became. Didn't am I crazy? But didn't they have it like? Wasn't it in the Temple of Time? Like, wasn't it Ocarina of Time settings that they were? They were just kind I of think showcasing so. the graphics. They're yeah. like, "This is the setting, you know." You guys can was, find the yeah. footage on YouTube. It's and then, honestly, really I think cool he to watch. fought like a. Doesn't he fight like a pea? Not a pea hat, but like a, a big spider too. I think he fights one of the. Uh, that was a different. Maybe that's that, a different one. I'm thinking that of. was for that was when they had the Wii U uh, tech demo or something like that, or the Wii tech demo. 
know. Okay. But yeah. So, so that time, would have been probably for like Twilight or Skyward. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. That. Okay. So that was, or you know, it might have even been after that. It might have been for like what Breath of the Wild could uh, be. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, there's been so many tech demos so many, over the years, yeah. but this one was just Link fighting Ganon, and people expected that yeah. when the game came out, and then all of a sudden here we have this cartoony goofy cell shaded i mean they actually you know it's it's funny too because he's the most expressive link has ever been um and even down to like they programmed it so when you're say running near a pig link's eyes will kind of dart toward the pig yeah and so like when you're walking around something he kind of looks at the thing and it's pretty incredible it's those little details i always remembered that because i when i last played the game you'd even walk around in town and like you'd see him like if your camera angle was right and you like turned link to turn and walk and your camera was still fixed you'd see his face and he'd be looking at like the people around him and kind of like turn his eyes and then i would think as a player be like he's looking at i gotta go look at i have to go investigate yeah it was very cool dynamic it's funny to me that they put the time into that because uh, apparently they were they were going to have his eyes glow red when he fought. I don't know if you knew this. They were going to give him glowing like red Shadow eyes. Shadow Link. And they ended up nixing it because they were like, well, you never see his eyes when he fights. But before they nixed it, they were like, we need a reason for his eyes to turn red. They almost they almost gave Link laser vision. And I'm not joking. Laser eyes. Yep. That was going to be their justification. I think the I idea was, was scrapped pretty quickly. It's, but. it's one of those things where you're like, that is such a huge game changer that that would <laughs> yeah. have been what the whole game was about. It's like when you give Mario a backpack full of water, that right. the whole game's going to be about him yeah. spraying water everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's like a, it's a Chekhov's gun. I, you know, Man, like, the oh, GameCube was like the wild the west of gaming. I it feel was. like you could just do whatever it you was wild. But yeah, I remember getting this game when I, I would have been a about well, how old? A uh, twelve? Yeah, you would have been, been like 14. fourteen. Four. I'm yeah. sorry, you were yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, fourteen. I was going into yeah, freshman, going into sophomore year in high school. Right. I got it that summer. I remember. I think it came out in the summer. I got it for my birthday, and I'll tell you this: I got the strategy guide with it. Okay. And it is one of two Zelda games I've had to do that, and I don't know how. I don't know how I would have beaten it without the strategy guide. Really? And just for one part. The part in the game when Tingle has you hunting the all the, tri- the, the, the Triforce shards and the maps for those shards. And it keeps getting more and more expensive for him to read the map yep. and give you the location. I think I they fixed some of that in the Wii U. I don't know because they don't they don't give you any semblance of any idea. I of thought like, the maps gave you like a little location of where like a general area. But getting those maps like finding oh, yeah. fine. It was. And then for Major, like I said, I also had it from a Majora's Mask strategy guide. Yeah, those there were only like three major temples in that game. They were I, Majora's so Mask. Hard. I used one, but for Wind Waker, I think they actually ended up apologizing for that mechanic. That was it was such it a was, draggy late part of the game. You're so far into the game, and then they have you do this like a rare task, like you know like, how the rare games like had fetch quest of fetch yeah, quests. The I mean hours because yeah. the thing was it wasn't just getting met. you then had to sail to these locations that yep. you were hoping was the right location. And then fish around a bunch of different spots there. Yeah, there. and it was the fishing dynamic, which was fun, but aggravating. It, it, it was fun when it was not during that mission, I feel yeah. like. Um, and they, so Wind Waker, for those of you who haven't played it, uh, the, the setting was in sort of this flooded Hyrule. It's like pirates and yeah, sailing. And so it's so cool. You get this. this hundreds boat. of years later or thousands of years later. I, I'm not sure. It's a, in the, I'm sure it's in the history. A great flood has occurred but, eons yeah. ago. <laughs> and, uh, you're in, you're you're traversing flooded Hyrule in the King of Red Lions boat, um, which is a boat that can talk to you. A boat that can talk yeah. to you. Essentially, your guide character. Yeah. It's your, it's your, your navi. navi. Yeah. Um. So, 
you're you're going to these different islands and each one sort of has its own quirk and gimmick and along the way you can buy fish food and feed this fish who will mark your map and then you'll know oh okay so this island has that it was cool and, it was like the first time i'd ever seen waypoint almost yeah like that stayed and the, and and the fun of it was you you had to learn so you, obviously you get the wind waker and you learned how to change the wind using the 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 song the ballad of Gale Gales is it? no ballad of I ballad of the wind. I don't and know. The Wind I, Waker I is a uh, conductor's bow. bow. Yes, yes, yep. So a magical um, conductor's bow. And I don't know. It was so cool to me. And you know the uh, the little cloud frogs. I forget what their their names are. It's in. Hold on, I got my historia. Ooh, it's cloud such, frogs. Yeah, you know when you uh, you can like teleport. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zephos and Cyclops. The Zephos. Yeah, you yeah. have to play the song for them and summon. So I. Uh, Cyclos, I believe, was originally going to be a guide character. He was going to be the navi. Uh, of, so like a wind dragon yes. guiding you around. And yep. I mean, the old wind frog. I don't know if I'd claw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's earned dragon. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he was originally going to be the one that would just kind of like follow you around and give you hints. They scrapped that idea, obviously. Yeah. Um, But I, I still think that it was a really cool concept that they that the sailing anyway, that they didn't flesh out entirely. But I understand why. So I found out it was because they uh, it was rendering times. The I was reason you ask, couldn't sail fast was because they couldn't load the world. And I'm place. almost wondering, is that why they made it cell shaded too? for the, amount, I don't know. the not maybe not the rendering speed, but the space, the size of this game. When we say you're sailing from island to island, you it takes you a minute. If you're not warping, you have yeah. to sail like to this place and you clip you go but like yeah it takes a while it's well, like if you ever played a uh, black assassin's creed black flag the i pirate. never have oh it's one of the best but like you sail from point to point and they added this function when you're sailing a really long time your crew starts singing like pirates really? yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yo not yo ho pirates like from right. like uh, all those classic copyright yeah. infringement yeah yeah copyright yeah no, it's uh, and i also, speaking of Disney copyright infringement, because we haven't had one, but yeah. <laughs> kind of mentioning uh, a little playing off of what you said about Japan loving that look. Yes. I found out that post-World War II, some of the only things that uh, the, Japan, uh, the Japanese were allowed to watch right away were Disney cartoons. Really? So they had this huge uh, uh, like love for Disney already from post-war because it was like the only things that were censored and allowed from the American government while we still occupied them. Yeah. And we allowed them to see that. So they, I think have had this uh, not just cartoons, but like an affection for things that are, and they say like the, the Japanese culture, like you'll see the kids, adults walking around with stuffed animals on their backpacks. It's this, it's a, it's a culture of appreciation for that almost cuter cartoonier stuff. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And And you can kind of see that mixed in with like the anime style that absolutely ended up sort of making the cut. There always seems to be like, even if it's like the darkest anime you've ever seen, there's always like this big fluffy, (laughs) the cutest monster thing you've ever seen. It's interesting to see that like sort of mix of mediums as the years have gone on. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of like, so one thing that I think was really cool about Wind Waker is they did this HD remaster and uh, they they fixed a few things. And did you play the HD remaster? I didn't. No? OK, it looks beautiful. Was this for Wii or Wii U? Wii U. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the redheaded stepchild of Nintendo yeah. systems. You know what, though? It was Yeesh. it was so good. My fiance is here. Hi. Fiance. Ah, Do you want to make an appearance on hello. the show? Come here, just say, just say, say hi. hi. Say hi to the mic. First time. <laughs> this is her first time. Appearing. First time caller. People will know that she's real. Hey. Hi. What are you guys talking about? We're talking about Zelda the Wind Waker. Zach's oh. doing an impersonation you don't realize right now. There's what? no one here. 
There's he's a, doing a he's doing both voices. Oh, Dave, don't give it away. <laughs> don't give it away, Dave. <laughs> don't give it away. I'll see you out there in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, so, so they they ported this over to Wii U. I shouldn't even say port. It was a total graphical overhaul, uh, huh. and it looks incredible. But some people were upset because they it did lose a little bit of the cartoony charm that it had. I guess I'm like trying to figure out like. Because I the version I the original version it looks it's like I don't want to say it's perfect but how they it made still it holds up it's it meant yeah, to be yeah there's, there's how did they like so improving it by like sharpening lighting, it lighting quality because like, like it's cell shaded yeah so you're not giving edges to anything well the thing is though it's cell shaded but it's I don't think it's perfectly cell shaded if that uh, makes sense I think the characters are I don't think the environment right is. and that's and you do see a lot of the changes in the environment huh. and one big thing that they changed was the sailing so you could now go to the auction house yeah. and bid on the quick sale which would it was I think it was a little bit faster but whichever way you pointed the boat it was always going you never the had wind to was the always wind. at your back that was a very I remember yeah. when you were sailing luckily. I would, and I could be wrong. I haven't played in a minute, but like, I'd say like 80% of the sailing you had to do, you would hit a point. You're like, okay, I've got to go in that direction. Summon the wind go. And you never, you really never would have to like change on the fly. Be like, okay, I'm going North. Now I have to go West. Right. Luckily it gave you those Northwest. It gave you diagonals directions, but like it was annoying, especially when you were around. If you were trying to circle something that wasn't a whirlpool fight, if you were trying to maneuver around battling, you would all of a sudden be going one way, clipping, doing real good attacking. And then you'd want to pull a Yui. Dead stop. Yeah, you'd have you to would, stop it or would, put away the sail. Summon and, the wind. Yeah, it was yeah, real it, aggravating. So, so they fixed that up in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I would recommend checking out the remake. If anybody here. Do you need a Wii U? Can we get it? I wish I could get it for Switch. If they, if they put that on Switch, it would have been a game changer. Come but on. It, was, it was nice on the Wii U gamepad, though, because you uh, could see the C chart. The map. And yeah. all of your items were down there. So you could just go beep, beep, beep and, and like, touch what your a, items. What and, a th- the Wii U ha- was necessary. Because yes. I think it birthed the Switch. Yes. I liked my Wii U. It was Wii just U. so it's, ahead of its time. I liked it. People, Dave had a Wii U. People, I remember I played Breath of the Wild. over the Wii U. And I, I played Breath the of the Wild first on a Wii U. Did you? I did. Okay. I'm glad I got it for Switch. But like, I, I played say. it first on a it, And man, it, you can really tell. So, it was like when they did uh, Twilight Princess for both GameCube and for Wii. Yes. You could. Oh, man. Drastic. I, seriously, Dave, I could sit here and talk about Zelda Wind Waker for like six hours. One thing that I wanted to bring up yes. is... They had they were originally were planning on um, on Link being able to sort of grow up like he did in Ocarina of Time. So and there were multiple stages. So there's a scene um, where there's this giant statue of Link and this is still in the game. And it's an adult Link. Uh, It's not like it doesn't look drastically different, but there's concept art of young Link teenage-ish Link, and then adult Link. So it would have been a gradual It would have been, yeah, like a slower age progression. And I don't know how they would have worked that in. Um, I don't know why it would have mattered. I, exactly. And I think For a game that doesn't depend on time being one of its... Right. ...at all, literally. Well, timing, the only thing... It's cool because it has a day-night cycle. Right. So things are determined, which is cool. It, I love that. It took... Maj- ever since, like, Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, it takes bits. So it takes that day-night cycle... Stuff happens on certain islands certain yeah. times a day. Yeah. So it does have that really cool chain together dynamic. But I did want to bring up too, I think this is one of the first Zelda games where it gives the character Zelda, who at first you don't know 
who the girl it's her ancestor tetra tetra because you're link's ancestor too so it's all like ancestry right right but um tetra is is the princess zelda but she she doesn't even know she doesn't know but she's also a strong independent character yes she is like it's finally you're giving zelda a little bit of meat and she's not just a damsel in distress even though she becomes that eventually but like she doesn't go out without a fight. Well, and that was one thing. I've been watching a lot of these uh, those retrospectives. Yeah. Uh, I think the YouTuber's name is King K. Yeah. Uh, so check him King out. King Koopa. Yeah, he's <clears> – <throat> excuse me. He's got some incredible videos, but he was even saying like it, it almost took him out of the moment a little bit when Tetra – when Zelda realizes, oh, like I'm, I've been Tetra this whole time because Tetra is kind of this like spunky, sassy yeah. character. And then when she realizes she's Zelda, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm Zelda. Yeah, she's like, I'm what? I'm this? Yeah, yeah. it kind of, it does take a little, like, bit of her character Should we say spoiler alert? I, I uh, mean, I, it, the game's well, from yeah, If you didn't see so. it, also, I remember playing and being like, well, this girl's obviously Zelda. Like, she's clearly, when you realize what's going right. on, you're like, well, clearly this is my damsel in distress. But right. um, Not even in distress. I mean, she's yeah. a damsel that's ready to kick some yeah. butt. Well, and now it's awesome, too, because now we have Zelda games. I would say Breath of the Wild, like Zelda is a, it's almost like that's yeah. why I'm predicting. And this is just like a blue sky idea that you might be able to play as her. That would actually be coming up. Cool. It may be not in Breath of the Wild, too, but in upcoming games. Right. Well, you already can in the Hyrule Warrior game. You can yeah. play it. Yeah. So yeah. and you can play as her in Smash Brothers. She is, you know, Sheik is a cool dynamic. Of so, but yeah, one thing that I wanted to bring up, um, apart from this game's design, this game's graphic design, I think, is honestly one of my favorite things in the entire yeah. franchise um, is Ganon. So oh, Ganondorf awesome. is so cool in this uh, in this iteration. He's got this long, like. Um, I don't want to say scimitar. Like a, yeah. Like almost like a scimitar. He's, it's almost like he's like a Simbad pirate style. Yeah. Like that and, Middle Eastern almost. And he's the strong Persian. silent type. Like there are so many scenes yeah. of him just up in the tower, just mm. looking over. Yeah. And just like <laughs> smile doing the. <laughs> and he's very stoic. Very. Uh, they, they said even in the Hyrule Historia, like he has an air of like being a king almost. Yeah. And very, very like royal. And. I, I think that they've been trying to achieve that for a long time. Like in Ocarina of he Time, has, he's, yeah, he has such pro like Ocarina of Times. He's so like, yeah, I'm yeah. Shakespearean almost. And, and like, here he's more chill. He's more calmed down. But now they're and now in the present games, they're really reverting back to he is a pig monster. Like they're going yes. back to not. He's no longer Ganondorf is no longer a thing. Right. Ganon, the uh, either it's epitome of evil or the epitome of evil taking the spirit of Ganon. Right. And it is ten, it's never humanoid anymore. I really. wonder if it's going to be eventually because I mean, I think Ganondorf is a really cool character. It's awesome. It creates a, a character. He's like the emperor. He, it's all the evilness that can walk around it, in it, one especially thing. Especially in this package. I mean, you're seeing the picture here too. Yeah. If you guys look up Ganondorf from uh from Wind Waker, I almost said Breath of the Wild. Uh he's got this he's like big. He's not fat, but he's he's, he's just stocky. stocky and yeah. In all of these characters, they're almost a caricature. Yeah. And, this, and your characters are so small, and he is a very large present. Like, literally yeah. can pick you up with one hand size. And then in this, you. you know, in the final fight with him, just, it, it's so epic because there's, he doesn't, I mean, he, he charges at you a little bit, but he just kind of walks. Yeah. He's not. Well, he's really like, the only humanoid of that size in the game. All right. the other adults in the game are even you can have even large, big, you know, fatter humans and stuff like that. Right. But like they're always only a couple, like maybe a foot taller than Link. This guy, he appears. He's almost like he's hiding something under yeah. all that. Like, when speaking of the, yeah. the combat and like the, the sword play and things like that, not just with uh, Ganondorf. But they they introduced a new concept in this game. The Master Sword, right? Uh, no, the, uh, well, they, they they introduced this concept of 
your enemy can drop their weapon and yes. you can pick it on up. up. And that started from, there was this, uh, there's a sketch somewhere. I don't think it's in the Historia, but I've seen it online where it's, you know, when Link lands in that island, uh, like on top of Outset Island. Yeah. And there's the two moblins that come up on either yep. side of him. There was a sketch of that. And they were just kind of tossing around this idea of like, what would happen if one of them dropped their weapon the and club, Link just yeah. picked it up? And so they took that idea and they rolled with it. That was so much fun. Yep. It was, it was, even when you're on, uh, when you're going to like the, the, for, not the Forsaken Fortress, um, I'm totally blanking on the name of it, but the, the fortress level where you're climbing up this tower, you don't have your sword, you lost your sword. Yeah. So what do you do? You pick up a pot that has sticks. You throw the pot, you break the pot, you pick up the stick, and that teaches you, that says, oh, I can like, I mean, even if you, let's say you didn't learn it yeah. when you were supposed to. Then you see this stick. You see an enemy that you need to, to defeat. He's holding the same stick. So you, you know, it, it just you're like, oh, he's it, using this as a weapon. Yeah, I can it's, use this it does as a, a great job of sort of teaching you through context. It teaches you that earlier. That's just an example I'm using. But I just think that that's such an it's such an interesting thing that they've then sort of taken into most future games. I mean, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. You just take weapons. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's up. And I remember playing Breath of the Wild and people were being like, I don't know about this breaking the whole thing, but breaking, you know, your weapons and the right. Uh, but I, I remember being it. like, well, we've had stuff breaking since Ocarina of Time when the Deku stick that for well, you can use that as a, a, a multi tool weapon. You can light it on fire and right. use it as a weapon. You can just beat people with it. You can break it. It is they already had these you know, blueprints. It's wild. But yeah. then they take it into Wind Waker and it's cool. You can make puzzles out of you're like, oh, no, right. you need to use that big guy's sword to break that thing. Right. Well, or it'll they, be easier for you. If you and do they it. end yeah. up they eventually make you need to pay attention to it. So when you're in the Forsaken Fortress, mm-hmm. uh, when you're getting to the part with uh, Phantom Ganon, yep. I called him Shadow Ganon in the Shadow last episode, Ganon. which Uh-oh. I. I apologize, people. I went. I was listening back to. It, I was like, "Shadow, who's Shadow Ganon?" Ah, oh, crap. Uh, so, but when you're fighting uh, Phantom Ganon, when you get a hit in on him, he drops his sword and it points to a door. I did need a guide for that part, but it points to the door that you're supposed to go through. And then you go through that door and you fight him again, and he drops it and it points to the door. So if you're not paying attention, like I didn't when I was a kid. You pick up the sword and you're like, yeah, I have a sword. And then you're You're like, like, where do I go? Where do I go? And you go through the wrong door and you're back at square one. It's such an interesting like concept to me. I don't know. I feel like they did such a good job. um, I don't know. Implementing some of these new ideas, but not going crazy overboard with them. Yeah, they're like, well, we've already introduced this new graphic style. And then I'm uh, kind of now that we're getting a little closer to like present day and like what this kind of spawned into the future of this franchise, this art design and I guess game design. Then they took it for the Minish Cap series. They took it for that spirit ra- tracks. Spirit tracks. Yep. So they've kind of taken it. I and I don't, those games aren't necessarily in the same flooded Hyrule. It's just their the yeah, style. The same sort of. So it's kind yeah. of like they took that. I don't know if we'll ever get a main game again. And I mean, spirit tracks, I'm not going to call it a main game. It yeah, is. I, I, I mean, Minish Cap, mean. they technically are. They're like Oracle yeah. of Seasons and all it's those canon. games. It's, it's yeah. canon. But it's like, I don't know if we'll get another, like, whatever is after the Nintendo Switch or whatever the next g- generation game is. Right. I don't know if we'll ever get this again. Uh, yeah. Like the, the cartoon style. I feel like they're like, we did it. So and now we've stripped it. I want to talk about the future of, yeah. of Wind Waker. Yeah. Uh, but before I get to that, I did want to say there are a couple things that appeared to be cut content. 
Uh, there's code for they call it the water boots. Oh, you can walk on water, and it was supposed to no, it's supposed to be like you sink. Oh, like you can so go under boots. the water. Yeah, um, which there are steel boots. So I don't know if they they must have just changed their mind. Um, I think they realized there there's, were, that's too much space. There to, were multiple sails. Think about rendering all that stuff underwater. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's why the water nuts. is you can't see through it. Yeah. There's Link has a swimming animation and in debug mode and like there's like a stage that you can go to where there's see through water and he has a full swimming animation. Yeah. So they had it. Yeah, yeah. it's there. Um, and then there were uh, there were also a couple of islands. I, I think I said there were sails that were unused. Yeah. Uh, then there were two islands, which before we get to the future, I wanted to talk about. So one was called Stovepipe Island, okay. which had kind of this like big steam billow up from the top. It was almost like a little mini volcano. Oh, yeah. And then my favorite, uh, again, neither of these made it in, was GC Island. And it literally, it's it's a GameCube with, uh, with moss growing on it. Of like, course. It's a tiny little That's GameCube hilarious. island. And they Holy cut it. Um, and, and the other <laughs> thing, too, and this wasn't cut, but this was just something that I thought was revolutionary that they did was the Tingle Tuner. Oh, so yeah. Tingle, uh, this weird fairy character who th- is a man who he thinks wants he's a fairy. to be of the fairy. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes, eventually, then Tingle has now become. Does he? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I I'd think have to they, check. they've made him now. He is but, a fairy. But the, he's he's kind of like this weird man who, you know, wants to be a fairy. And Kululimpa? he was originally only supposed to be in Majora's Mask, but people loved him so much they brought him into Wind Waker with the Tingle Tuner. So let's say... You had a friend or a family member who wasn't very good at video games. They could pick up your Game Boy Advance and assist you. Oh, so what? Like, yeah. So like if you were in a dungeon, they could like look at the map. They, they could drop a bomb on an enemy or what? they could like drop you some health without having to be in the midst of combat. That's that's crazy that they were doing that in 2002. Why don't we have stuff like that? I, I don't know. Nintendo, Man. get back on it, you guys. That's it's like how that, cool is that? I remember there was an awesome game for Nintendo 64, the Jet Force Gemini, where yeah. it was a third person shooter. But once you found like in the third level or something, there was this little floating robot. You could then have a second player come in and he would. Ju- it was just like a rail turret. Yeah. It didn't pick anything up. It didn't have health. You literally were just an extra fire that you had free aim. Right. And it was so cool. My brother and I played so that so much. Yeah. They, yeah. I think they need to. I would love to bring see some of the, I guess that brings us in, into the future. I would love to see something like that brought back because. Yeah. That we could play off of our phone or something. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Everything's tied in online anyway. And I think there'd be a lot of fun. Like, uh, you know, Shelby likes watching me play video games, but a lot of times it's like, okay, she's just watching, you know, and eventually I'm sure for her that gets kind of boring to be like, yeah. okay, it's, you know, we're, we're on hour 17 of the last of us. So like what, what happens next? But it'd be a different experience if someone like, like Shelby or like, you know, Kim, who's not necessarily a gamer had this opportunity to yeah. interact with it and still be a part of that world. That'd be awesome. And that's, yeah. that expands what I think video games sort of aim to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see more of that. Honestly, I don't think we need another remaster. No. Cause the HD one looked great. Bring it up to switch. I'd like it. Bring it up to switch. switch. That's I would absolutely get even it. Even if it was, even if it wasn't the remaster, even if it was like GameCube classics brought to switch, I don't care. Do it. Keep the quick sale though. If you're going to do that, bring at least bring. Oh yeah, the quick sale. have all the updates you did for the remaster. But yeah, yeah so them. apart from that, I don't think Wind Waker needs anything else. Bring some boats into future games. I'd like yeah. Link not just to have Epona, but well, he can get, get on a too, ship or something. I right? could totally, totally, totally get on board with the idea of a Wind Waker sequel. Oh yeah, Wind yeah, Waker yeah, yeah. two, but like totally fresh. Like make it. It could even well, be Wind Waker now, another thousand years in the future. Is Breath of the Wild, are we calling that cell shading? Breath of the Wild, no. Okay. No. Okay. 
it's like in between. It's like a yeah, weird it's, it's, it's cartoony. Because I was yeah. going to say, I'm like, you could upgrade the graphics to that if you wanted to do a sequel. Make yeah. it the Breath of the Wild style. I would, I would love that. Still that cartoonier look. Because yeah. Breath of the Wild, they're cartoonier, but I would say they're more halfway between Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker characters. Yeah. Breath of, it's in this weird, whereas Skyward yeah. Sword might be even... Maybe Twilight Princess is the most realistic. Yeah, definitely the most realistic. And then maybe Skyward. But yeah, then it. Yeah. But but basically, same thing. I I, no more remasters. Give us either a sequel. Yeah. Or put it on switch. Put it on the switch. I think that's something that a quick note before we go. I think that's something that uh, that Nintendo needs to start doing across the board. Start archiving these old games like. Yeah, I thought this Nintendo Arcade was going to be awesome and it. It's kind of like, eh. I mean, I, I think it'll get there, but they need to make it something that's like a permanent backup for the games you have. Cause I have a thousand games that I just can't really play. Cause I'm not about to go dig out the GameCube, yeah. find my memory card with my file, find the disc, clean the disc because it somehow got scratched, put it in, hope it uh, works. you know, <laughs> hope it works. They need to have all that backed up. Yeah. It's like, it should be honestly full library to the last system. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants backwards compatibility. What it like, what are you doing? Yeah. So uh, that's about it for our time today, you guys. I wanted to say really quick, thank you again for everyone on uh, Instagram who's uh, checked this out through there. Yeah. Um, If you're not already following us on Instagram, do that. Yes. You can follow me on Instagram uh, at the Zach Rogers. And you can follow me at the Dave of Wonders. And uh, in case you didn't know, our our co-Instagram is at Franchise Unpacked. Yep. Appropriately blowing up. Get in there. Uh, Yeah. Get in on the ground floor, you guys. Uh, And keep an eye slash ear out. We might be... uh, if we have time, we're going to try to organize a giveaway here in the next uh, couple weeks as we're gonna well. We're going to see. Yep. Yeah. Going to so try to. That'll probably be for our last Zelda episode. So Maybe. Yeah. Just, uh, just keep an eye out for that. And uh, Dave, you got anything else? Oh, well, that's it. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Catch you later. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. While you're waiting for next week's episode, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at franchiseunpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.